black, I need you to define the term shank. A person's leg, especially the part from the knee to the ankle, to a long, narrow part of a tool connecting the handle to the operational end. Verb, strike Mm -hmm. the ball with the heel of the club. And the second verb is slash or stab someone, especially with a makeshift knife. Black, thank you. And to our listeners and viewers, that's exactly what we have in the studio today. <laughs> this is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. Tipping Point Podcast. We want to welcome back Judge Adrian Powell to the Tipping Point. What's so good, silly. Shane? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Black. Thank you for that. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? You know, Judge Elect looks good on you. Uh, how you. how how are, how have you been? Look, <laughs> excited, still excited. It hasn't really sunk in yet because I don't take the bench until January, and trying to get a little bit of rest. Um, most people don't realize I am still in practice, private practice, so I'm still going to court. I still have my cases. I haven't shut that down yet. But at some point, I'm going to try to take a vacation so I can have that moment that I can transition and feel well-rested and ready to rock and roll. That's what's up. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen, your boy over here was triggered on Election Day because oh. I went to my poll and I didn't have Shank on my ballot. And I felt some type of way. I was turning tables over. <laughs> you remember, Walker, I came in here hot. I know I texted y'all. Yeah, you texted I was hot. Really? Yes. Oh. I'm thinking yeah. they trying to like bamboozle me. And see, here's and here's what I it, what I always do. I bring them back down to earth. I level set. But you let we, me get it out. Right. I've learned to do that as well. I was like, did you ever notice any Adrian Powell signs in your area? You was like, no. Then that's why you didn't see her. Name. The fine print, but just just know your boy was ready to support. Well, look, I truly yes. appreciate it. Cool. I'm and, not and, surprised. And, and Adrian, I'm gonna say this. So I, I I dug into the numbers, the metrics of the vote. You know how they can tell like where your votes came from. Yes. And a lot of them came from the podcast. So you're welcome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And to add to that, oh. I don't recall hearing the podcast mentioning the. Uh, the thank you speech when she won. We're going to talk about it, Adrian. You know what? We got beef with you Believe in these streets. Believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> there hasn't really been that thank you speech out there yet. It's coming. Okay. okay, cool. So the most that you have seen, which I'm hoping everybody saw, was just my Facebook post. Yes, I did yeah. see that. And so yeah. I try to cover everything. You all would have been in that category of oh, friends. That's cool. Yes, she establishes as friends. No, so I, hold on, hold yes, on, hold on. It. So, so I I can get a Facebook post, but you can't. I see what we're doing. I see what we're doing, but that's okay. That's cool. But that's you know, cool. Why? I know, I I understand because the rule. I'm learning so as I go. I'm learning as I go. <laughs> you all are so special that I knew if I pulled you out and just thank you all specifically and just say hey. <laughs> That everybody was gonna be jealous, and so I didn't want to. That's what know, we want. You know, we want anybody to come up here. And keep Shank the car and the <laughs> I was saving you all. Gotcha. That makes sense. Saving yeah, she's all. saving us from subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can't handle success. Right. Very big thank you coming soon. Of cool. course, you know we have our investiture, and so when I'm sworn in, I will make sure you all are invited because. You, you gonna invite us? You, look, you all a friend. Wait a minute. You gonna wow. invite us? Of course. 
Man, now that warm. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going I'm to leave her All alone. Right. Adrian's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Definitely got to do that. No, yeah. but we we definitely appreciate you coming. You coming back and see after, just to give you a little background, those of you watching, when she came on the first time, we, you know, we did the, we did the, the, the pod and we talked about, you know. <laughs> High level stuff, right. good conversation, right. but we chopped it up for what almost an hour and a half. We did afterwards. After, yeah, we yeah. Got her, up for a her intern had to leave. Right, <laughs> like she, That's yeah, yeah. True. And so, to me, like I understand you don't know us. You definitely, you know, didn't know us then. You were on the campaign trail, busy woman. Like you were extremely gracious with your time. And that stood out to me in major ways. Like I, I, I'll admit, I was very biased toward. Like I, you could have been, you could have had a terrible agenda <laughs> as a judge. But I'm like, well, <laughs> well, we just had to figure this out later. Took my vote. Yeah, she got my vote. Right. right. We're we're fixing it in post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was, I was impressed with that and Gatry it brought me back to when just a few months prior to when Shank came on we had some some friends of ours who come on and we just talk relationships we just came on here and just kicked it mm -hmm. and I enjoyed that so much and there were there were a few women that I wanted to continue that with on the podcast and every now and again we'll come on and we want to just chop it up and I think too often like we talk in silos as men Women do the same, and I would love for us to come together and just have conversations like that. It's kind of the way as we, we did before the pod. As we did before the pod, it would be more of that spicy. Oh, it was spicy. Ooh. Oh, but it's 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 all it's all good. But what I do want to do is just that I want to just kind of hear a woman's perspective. She hear our perspective, not in a contentious, you know battle the sexist type style. Right. But just to kind of hear something that you may not have heard a certain way. Okay. And just maybe those listening, man, you can, you know, glean from it, whatever you will. And, yeah. you know, we can have a productive convo. And so, and I thought about, I was sharing this with Gatry a few weeks back. And I know now that because of where we're going, like if, if you're a single guy, even if you're married, Times are different. Women have choices. Right. And meeting a woman who has a career, like the dynamic of that puts things into question, right? And it kind of changes things. When I think of you, though, career woman is very baseline. Like, I think of you as a very ambitious woman. Like, I don't – it takes ambition to have your own private practice. Like, most people can just graduate law school, pass the bar, and cash out. Right. Like I'm, I'm coasting to retirement. Right? A lot of people do that. Some people shoot for partner. She did private practice, and after a while, here comes judge. And last time I checked, I watched the process pretty closely. They didn't hand out any job applications for judge. Right? That, that is correct. Thank that is correct. Much. So it took a lot. Granted, you had built up a lot of goodwill for representing your clients as best you could and your reputation ended up pre I think it was your currency when you got out 
you know, in the streets and basically were with the people showing up at events. I know you, you said you were tired that night. You couldn't even enjoy the win. <laughs> you don't backdoor into that. You got to have some ambition about yourself. You got to have a serious drive to, to do that. And you did it. And so I look at you as a very successful, ambitious career woman. You know, I think career woman is very baseline. I'm giving you your flowers. Well, thank you. Thank but we got we have men who who listen and you know, we're we're always thinking of them in terms of what content they can glean from and learn from and and just having the conversation. Do you do you do you agree with that that is a difference between having a career and then being ambitious in life? Yeah. I I do. Um and I, first of all, thank you so much. No like you said, giving me my flowers, I'm one of those people the same way. And yes, we stayed over from that last podcast and we talked and talked. And believe it or not, I wasn't even thinking, hey, I'm on a campaign trail. I may need to get ready for the next day and all that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking, hey, I'm giving them additional time of my time. Not at all. It was just mm-hmm. natural. I absolutely enjoyed you all. So, I'm glad you all invited me back. I will come back a thousand more times. I'm, I'm serious. Uh, uh, note that, and all uh, that. A I producer, make a note back. of that. <laughs> we got it on camera. Okay. <laughs> that's how Shank you know it's real. <laughs> that's how you know. That means a lot, though. That's like, how you know it's real. For real. That means so a lot. I appreciate you all. I, I really do. Um, but, yes, I, I do agree. Um, it, it is a lot. It is a lot. Private mm-hmm. practice, like you said, it takes a different type of person one, male or female, to build a private practice. You have to hustle. You have to get out there and bring in your own money, bring in your own clients. If you don't go out there and make a name for yourself, you're not going to get fed. That's just what comes with it. And so, like you said, you can have a career, which is nothing wrong with that, but to have – like things like private practice or running for judge, it does take ambition because you have to step outside of the box on a little bit of everything. You have to go a little bit further than what, nothing wrong with a nine to five, but what a nine to five entails. And it is a lot when you're married. Um, I've been married now almost 14 years. (laughs) And so. Congratulations. Congrats for real. Thank you. And so when you have someone like me, who I believe is extremely driven, um, I've always been like that. It's just part of my personality, I guess. Um, I, I, I can't stop it, <laughs> so I'm always mm-hmm. working. But you have to have a certain type of marriage and a certain type of spouse, um, especially when you're a woman, to have a certain type of husband that's willing to be understanding and know the time that you have to put in from private practice, even from me running for a judge. I, like you said, I was everywhere. Coming home late, my husband probably don't know what a home-cooked meal was, <laughs> what that was going to be like for a while. So um, I agree with you. It is it's definitely a, a difference when you're ambitious versus just having a career. <clears throat> And I think, you know, it's almost kind of like luck of the draw because, you know, I I haven't been single in a long time. I'm I'm right behind you with 10 years of marriage. Oh, yeah. Um, But I can imagine if I'm seeing a woman, I'm not saying to myself, oh, man, she she 
Look at her and her career looking self. No, I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at other things, sure. obviously. Right. right. And so it's kind of like luck of the draw. You land a woman who's driven. You know what right. I mean? You get into it a few dates in, you find out, whoa, this this woman ain't she is serious, right? What advice would you give to men either in a relationship with dating or just in general? advice for men who may be involved with a woman who is driven or is very ambitious. If you could give them one piece of advice, what would you share with men who may find themselves in a relationship with a woman like that? Honestly, just understanding, um, being very understanding. And what I mean by being understanding, there are going to be, when you have a woman that's driven like that, she is going to work past what you are expecting her to work. There is going to be hours that she's not going to be available to go places or do things as much as you would probably expect that. And so, in my opinion, if a man is understanding, that means he sees what she's trying to do. He sees what she's trying <clears throat> to achieve. And know that it's it's for the better good of their marriage um, as well as her career and know that that's going to make her happy too. And so when you have a man that's understanding, he can kind of sit back and say, well, I know I may not get a meal cooked tonight, but it's not because she just doesn't do it. It's because I know she's tired and I know she's working and I know she's trying to achieve something and I know that achievement is going to benefit both of us if she cooks two, three days, or if we used to have date night every Friday, but we miss a Friday or two. Being understanding is that man saying, we're just not going out just because we're not going out. Let's try to do something at home. I know she has this going on or she has this project or something. Let's change our date night to movie night in the house. When you have that understanding, at least for me, it makes me see my husband totally different. And it, for me, it builds on our love because I say to myself, he's willing to have this sacrifice knowing that he could have some other woman that's probably going to cook every day. So I appreciate him. And then it makes me, again, look at him totally different, and I love him even harder because everybody may not do that. And so at that point, I'm saying, I'm blessed to have this. Just give me a little time. This is for us. <clears throat> and when you have that, again, I think everything works out, but you got to be a special type of man to <laughs> to do that. But understanding would be the best thing. That a I Adrian, say. Adrian, thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Now, now my dynamic in this podcast is just to be open and honest and okay. vulnerable. So I'm, I'm I'm about to bring that to you. Okay, let's see. It. You make me think of a lot. Okay. I was um my, my wife's an entrepreneur, highly successful, um, but in in terms of the foundation and building that, I was not that understanding husband. Oh. I wasn't. Um, I had expectations. Now I, I did a poor job of voicing them to her, <laughs> but um, I had I had a high high set of expectations, and um, one of the things you maybe thought think of was <clears throat> when she was getting her business off the ground. There were a lot of late nights, and <laughs> I was that dude at the house pacing around like, "Man, where's my wife?" You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I yeah, I was calling every ten minutes. You know, like I was wearing her out. But what you make me appreciate is, 
like fast forward through all the years and this it's been my wife and I've been married 13 years it has been a journey oh yeah mostly for her uh, <laughs> I'm a lot to deal with Adrian you know this but um one thing you made me think about and really appreciate is like over time I've ad- I've adapted to that mindset of like this is what my wife set out to do and it reminds me of like when we were dating and she she was on the floor in the midst of all her books right. you know what i mean right. and i would watch her study for hours and uh i'd get a i get a chance to say what are you doing this for like what what are you working for right. and you know i lost sight of that when we got married but as we progressed i just you know i had to i had to just breathe i had to take a minute to be like you know she prepared me for this it's true so just just support as much as you can right. and get out the way what what right. let me ask That's you this right. let me ask you this Gatchery. what expectations did you have oh my goodness man uber traditional was this guy <laughs> you're gonna be at the house at a reasonable hour you know before six o'clock and there's gonna be there's gonna be a party in the kitchen every night <laughs> you know like yeah you're gonna cook and and, and with my with my limited mindset um I looked at her family dynamic and that's what it was. So I'm like, why are you not doing this for your boy? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it was that. And um, I, you, you, you said so much that reminded me how I was. It was that we're going to have to do the date night. We're newlyweds. So we're going to be out in these streets. We're going to be, ha- we have to do the dinner parties. Right. We got to do all the things that feed my social foundation. It was very selfish. Now I think about it. Cause my wife's not nearly as social as I am. But like when those things stop happening, I was like, man, we're doomed. We're doomed as a couple because we're not we're not meeting that expectation that I set that I only left up here. I did not communicate that. And when I did, it was out of anger, it was overly emotional, and it never ended up well. So, so when did it change? And why Ooh. did it change? <laughs> we're interviewing you. You're not supposed I to know, come over here. <laughs> no, that's a good question. Um I would I would say when my oldest son was born because it was, it didn't, it didn't stop the hustle for my wife, but at the time I was unemployed and um, I was still, I I was in a, I was in a deep state of depression too. Uh, I was battling a lot of demons and my wife was still out there getting it. You know what I mean? And so it took me seeing her in the light of like, here's my wife who's, you know, full functioning, breastfeeding, cleaning bottles, doing all the stuff it takes to be a mom to a newborn. And she's still out there getting it. And I'm like, man, okay, it clicked for me then. She's really serious about her profession. She's not playing around with this. This this is not this is not just a job for her. This is a passion project for her. Right, right. That's so I, that that's when that's when it kind of started and I gained more of an appreciation of what she's trying to build. And that's when the, I guess the support train for me started. Now it, it, it took a while, but that's when my mindset shifted. So, yeah. And you know, sometimes it helps in a lot of men don't necessarily see behind the scenes. Um, and I don't know about your wife, but for me, I was working or doing whatever it is to, to make AP law office what it is today. You know, private practice is hard. Like I said before, if you don't bring in the money, you you don't make any money. Mm-hmm. And when you pass the bar, nobody says, hey, I'm going to send you 20 clients to get you off the ground. <laughs> you know, they don't. And so you start from scratch. 
But at least for me, I don't know if my husband necessarily saw behind the scenes, meaning, yes, I would be exhausted, but it's, it takes a lot mentally to work like that. Like you said, for your wife to be on the go, still trying to cook here now, I'm sure. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah, right. Still somewhat trying to be a wife, being a mother, but no, she want to build this practice. I don't know for her, but my thoughts would be mentally it is draining because we're pushing ourselves to the limit. And you have to be a whole different mindset of a female to do that. And I don't know if I never really sat down and said anything to my husband and said, hey, you know, I am like this close (laughs) to just tearing this house apart because I have so much going on. I don't think I ever did that. Um, but that's because I was too focused on getting where I needed to go, mm. do what I need to do. And like you said, just working. But I will say as like some advice, men should say to themselves, if they are doing all of this, you got to know it's a lot. And so mentally, it may be a lot on them. Physically, it may be a lot on them because we may not be expressing it, but it is, mm. I, you know, it is, it's a lot, period. Mm-hmm. To be on the go and and do so much to build that career like that. Yeah, <clears throat> um, that's that's good. Let me let me ask you this. Now we talked about advice for men, but for the ambitious woman, because I'm assuming that there are women who are listening who have goals, passion projects. Uh, what advice would you give to them? Because as the saying goes, life goes on. Yeah, and even though you're pursuing. You're trying to get this go, this dream off the ground, get it, turn it into a weld oil machine. You still have a marriage to maintain. Right. His True. need, even though he's understanding, right. He still has needs. That is he correct. still hears voices in his head, right? Mm-hmm. And for the the woman who wants the the career, wants her her dream, but she still wants her man. What advice do you give that woman? Again, I can, you know, I can't speak for everyone. Everybody has different marriages. You know, women are different. I can tell you what I try to focus on and what I believe has worked for me in my marriage. It was organization for me. And what I mean by organization, I mean where we just automatically was going to look for something to go to before, you know, my schedule got crazy. We just automatically look for somewhere to go to. And I knew we would always be out on the scene or, you know, I'm going to look for recipes to cook. It was just fun. Once I realized I got super involved in my, you know, my career, at that point you start to get organized. You have calendars as far as what you have going on with your business. Mm -hmm. I had to put my husband on the calendar. And what I mean by that is I had to intentionally make a date night, even though I can't do it every week where we may have been doing it two, three times out and about, or I was cooking all the time. I had to stop and say, well, now I'm going to have to do it at least every other Friday. I'm going to put this time aside. I'm going to catch up on as much work as I can beforehand so I can have that free time to do this. Let's catch a late movie. Let's catch a matinee. So you have to be intentional with your marriage. You have to be intentional on the things that you want to do. And like you said, we are all adults here. Mm. You have to be intentional in every single way. 
And sometimes it takes more and it becomes an effort where before it was effortless. Now you may say, okay, I got to put that time in where I'm exhausted or I may not feel. It's just not going to be as often, but you just have to make sure, like I said, you're intentional on what you're doing. That's, that's good. Wow. <laughs> You you went somewhere there, Adrian. <laughs> where did you she go? Tell you what Adrian, with me. Adrian, I I'm I'm over it. Okay, I am. <laughs> but Adrian, there was a point to where I did not feel like I needed to be on a calendar. Okay, you know what I mean, like okay. a calendar, Adrian. I'm just being honest. Yeah, and you're saying you wouldn't see work. calendar. Hmm? You wouldn't see calendar. My husband oh. doesn't see calendar. I'm telling you, in my mind, it's calendar. Okay. But, I, of course, my husband doesn't see calendar. Okay. Now, but that nuance is mind, a difference maker. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. But, All right. But but let me, but let's go there. Like, okay. why do you want to be put on the calendar? Well, it, it, in my mindset, again, disclaimer, my thought process is different now. <laughs> but there was a point to where the calendar came up in conversation. And I was triggered by that because, like, I don't know if your, your top priority should be calendar. I don't, I don't have to, at the time, I don't have to calendar a diaper change. <laughs> I don't have to calendar a, you know, picking my child up. This, that's my boy. Like, I am going to do these things because he is a major priority. And so with my very acute <laughs> vision at that time, I took it kind of like an insult. Because hmm. my, and one of my things was I didn't put her on the calendar. Well, and when I say calendar, not in the literal sense, there is not a, you know, May, June, July, something. Right. And right. so when I say calendar, and when I say my husband's not aware of it, it was a mental calendar for me. It was, wait a minute, Shane, you ain't cooked all week. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Today is Thursday. You know you have a project on, you know, Friday, or you know you have a project on Monday. You probably can get to it then. Let's do the cooking tomorrow. And so it was a mental thing, gotcha. a mental calendar. I got you. Um, or <laughs> and my husband, hey, I realize it's Wednesday, and I know we didn't go anywhere last week, and it's Wednesday, and we still hadn't went anywhere. What do you have going on tomorrow? Mm. Let's move that to Friday and make a conscious effort to catch a man that move. My husband, when, he was none the wiser. It would just be me give an idea and say, hey, let's do the movies tomorrow. Now, for me, I said to myself, I need to intentionally <laughs> do something tomorrow. I need sure. to make sure we go to the movies tomorrow. But he doesn't know that. So gotcha. it looks like it's somewhat right, and we're getting some normalcy again, right? a little bit of piece of it. And he's like, okay, great. Again, you have to make a good, it's a conscious effort. True, yeah. Know? So... We talk a lot about, you know, <clears throat> a personal goal of mine, Adrian, is to develop men and help men be better in 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 every aspect, spiritual, mentally, emotionally, yes, physically, um, socially, financially. Like we 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 brought in, we're bringing in plenty of guests to tackle these different areas, and so one of the things that we're encouraging men to do, and we haven't talked about it yet. We were going to talk about it a few weeks back, but was this thing of purpose and finding, finding your passion, finding something that gets you up in the morning, something that causes you to go out 
and just get it, right? Let's have some fun here. Okay. What do you say to the couple that you have a woman who's on her purpose, pursuing her passion, but she's also dating a man who's equally as driven and is out here getting it as well? Ooh, I like it. What 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 do you say to that dynamic? Because that that can happen. Oh yeah, that does. Because again, oh, for most happen. men, it's not like you see this woman like, ooh, look at that career looking driven woman there. <laughs> no, it's is is man who was that with them curves and the way she wear that. You know what I mean? It's like you who is that? You know what I mean? So once you get together and you get to know one another and you have conversations, you have a few dates, you find out. Oh, this woman is cut like me a little bit. Like she she's got she's got a passion for life and vice versa. How do how do you make that work given that both your schedules are busy? Believe it or not, I think that I don't think that's complicated at all. If they're both like that, in my opinion, if they're both like that, they're not really probably noticing <laughs> that certain things are not occurring because they're both driven. They're both out and about. And they're probably just going to come together automatically because they both have that same type of passion to be career and working and late hours. I don't really think it's much that you have to say to them and say, hey, how do we make sure we maintain and keep this marriage going? Sometimes they're both so involved, they probably just like the fact that they're both involved like that. I'm going to just be honest with you. And if that's not the situation, then I don't think it changed. The advice doesn't change from one person that's not as, you know, such a workaholic as the other one. I think it's still the same. In order to keep marriages, I don't care who works the hardest or whatever. In my opinion, you have to keep them fun. Mm -hmm. So even where... I said, hey, I may say a matinee movie here with my husband, whether he's working as hard as me or I'm working. None of that matters. You still have the same thing. You got to keep it fun. You got to keep it interesting. You got to keep the laughter there. And sometimes, believe it or not, it may not be an out and about thing. That's just our personality. It right. works for us. I know some couples that, honestly, they love just being in the house. Yeah. They yeah, in and, you know, and that's the fun. They just saying, we don't have to do the matinee. I just want you at home. And so if you have two people that are equally as driven, at some point they are going to be at home at the same time. And that may be their time. That may be what worked for them. Their time to unload and talk about their day, that may be perfect for them. So it just kind of depends on the marriage. It kind of depends on the person. Mm -hmm. And so as long as it's fun either way and you find your niche, I think you're good. But if nothing else, again, marriages, the longer they are, in my opinion, they get boring. You gotta keep it interesting. Let's yeah. just be realistic. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and say, ooh, it's always no, you have to work towards that. And the longer it's out there, it, it gets even harder. You have to work even harder towards it. For me, it's the laughter for me and my husband. It's the fun. We don't always have to be out and about. We get in there and play games and turn it into something else and we are good. That makes perfect for our night and I can get up and start Thursday working like crazy and he's good because we had our time together. It's just making time. It just works for, you know, different people, but whatever works for your marriage. Thoughts, gentlemen? Uh Adrian, I'm getting checkbox vibes. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? No. Give so, me. so like, and I'm using my wife as an example. My wife's very driven, career oriented. Okay. She operates off to do lists. Okay. And so at times like my wife has been guilty of kind of like the calendar thing. Okay. <laughs> we had done this check, 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 check. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. All right. Let me do this. so I can check this off. What's wrong with that? There's, What's right with that? I don't see an issue. Maybe, maybe I'm still. Maybe I've still got done. Is it being done? Does it matter that it was checked off her list? Doesn't it matter that it's just being done? Why do you care that it's a checklist? Because I'm emotionally unstable. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. And 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 big big picture, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, my 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 wife threw me a surprise birthday party for my fortieth. <laughs> no, my wife. It was on the list. <laughs> so, Great, she accomplished it. But reality, reality has proven that that was one of the best nights of my entire life. Look, that's if it's on a checklist. I don't see anything wrong with it. Okay. In my right. mind, it's getting done. I have a checklist all the time. <laughs> life for me is a checklist. I don't know why my brain operates like that, but it does. In my mind, as long as it's getting accomplished, whether it's in my personal life or work, it's being taken care of. So where she may have checked it off, you had a blast. You had your 40 surprise birthday party. Doesn't matter how it got there. True. It got there. True. And you know what she felt? Ooh, I accomplished something else on my checklist. We love it. I love getting things down on my to-do list. She probably was so happy that party went off like it did. She she was. She's and, wife and Adrian, now. Sidebar, be careful who you trust, okay? Because there are people who will keep a lot of things from you. You know what I'm saying? And set you up. Have you walking around in these streets? Is that right? You, you know what I mean? I'm not right. talking about anybody in here. Oh, but, I you know, just, just, <laughs> just, a, just a life Integrity. a life tip. <laughs> Adrian, I want I want you to share some with me. Okay. Okay. Let me tell let me tell you something. Let me tell you about your boy. I gosh. I feel I feel like in my life I got a lot of success early. Okay. Or what I deem to be success. Okay. I had a house at a very young age, had a great career that I still don't know how I've managed to do that. But um I had a lot going for me in terms of like, I won't say superficial, but you know, the life life was great. And so here I am feeling myself. <laughs> Really, at one point, not thinking I would ever get married. Like I was, I was, I was content with being single. Okay, I was, I was going to proceed my life the way I did. Here comes this woman out of nowhere who rocks my world right to the point to where I decide to marry her. Now, I, I still have the mindset, Adrian. Like I felt like I planted my flag, and I'm like, I got the house, I got the job, I got the wife. I'm handling everything. Like, I have got this, right? Okay. So here comes my wife, who <laughs> her career pays a lot more than mine ever will. <laughs> and slowly but surely, like, she, she starts her business and things start to uptick in terms of financial success. Adrian, your boy struggle. <laughs> Putting yourself in that situation. It, let's say I was mature enough at the time to share this like I'm sharing it now. What would you say to your husband at the time who was dealing with that? You know, honestly, <laughs> I'm trying to, and, and again, not to say if my husband was here, he probably would have something totally different to say. 
I used to wonder that when we first started, um, because I knew at some point I was going to be an attorney. I intended to be successful. Um, and I knew at some point, like I said, it would be a judge or politics, something. Oh, so you were still grinding when y'all said, said I do. You- oh, yeah. I've been grinding for a long time. Okay. Like I'm saying you were you weren't in an, you wasn't an attorney yet. No. Was a, okay. No, no, no. So okay. my husband and I um we met when I was in when I was in high school. So he knew me before, you know, we were kids and so He knew Shane. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. And so I think what happened, my husband um, we took different paths, career paths. Uh, he's a barber, so, of course, schooling and everything, he has his own shop. Schooling and everything is, uh, of course, it's less time. So he was able to get into his career and financially was doing well before. I was doing well. I was, you know, <laughs> still trying to work it out. But, again, this is law school and all of this. Right. Um, but then at some point, you know, God bless me where financially – doing quite well. I don't believe my husband had that moment of, hmm, she's making more than me. You know, how is this going to play out? I think for us, it was, again, he saw the benefits for both of us. And maybe had you said to yourself then, yes, my wife is now making more than me or any other husband. I started out as the one making the most, and now she's here. My advice to them would be just to stop and say, this benefits us both. And if it benefits us both, then I'm not getting the short end of the stick at all. She's done as much as me, and now we're just climbing higher. She's a little bit higher, but she's bringing me what we combine, we're forced to be reckoned with financially, if, if nothing else. And I think that's what my husband saw. I think he saw, oh, okay, she's doing, I'm doing well. She's starting to do pretty good. Hey, I'm okay with that because where we went from a one-bedroom apartment <laughs> on the south side, income together is, is totally different now. And so I think that would be my advice to husbands. You just have to say, where do we think in future-wise? Is this going to benefit us both? If so, then I don't care that there's a change in this income bracket, that she's doing more than what I started out doing. It should just feel natural. Why do you think we struggle with that from time to time? I don't know. I, you all would need to tell me as the okay. man. I, I, I was seeking a woman's perspective, but okay. You know, and it, you know, she's wondering, just, you know, she's right, wondering. Just like, like, okay. You about have okay. to tell me as what, the man. What would you could, say? Well, I could tell you about me. I could tell you about me for sure. It was pride was driving that. And I was very selfish. And I thought a lot of myself. <laughs> and I didn't even, I didn't even really sink in and absorb the team aspect of marriage. Right. It was just like, it was kind of a little bit of envy. She added to you, though. Exactly. She and made you look, now you have everything that you said. On top of that, now you have a wife that everybody's saying, wow, she doing it big out here. She married to Ronnie. She added to what you already had. You should have saw it as a plus. Not only financially, but the look of it. Yeah. You got a wife. Somebody probably saw your wife and thought, man, she has her own business. She's probably doing great. Wish she could have been my wife, but she's Ronnie's wife. Now you got a beautiful wife that everybody knows financially, whether 
they know is she's making more than you or not. Not important, but you know. But she added to what made you great in your mind, what made you successful. To me, she added to that success. And to me, that's what every man should look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps. It shouldn't be in it. It may be pride, like you said. And I that for me, it was, yeah. And it's probably like that with a lot of men. But, but she was a plus. Let me ask you this, Gat. At your at that age, did you know your identity? You think, no you way. Say? No chance. So, so I guess what, <laughs> what I would say in a situation like this is when <laughs> you know who you are, you know it. When you know this is a chair, you treat it differently than you would a refrigerator, right? Just by simple <laughs> well, identification. I don't know. <laughs> This guy, this guy right here, this guy. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. like when you can identify something, you you get a step closer to identifying its purpose and you act accordingly. Right. And I think for a lot of men is understanding what you have been put on earth to do. Going back to the basketball, I think we may, I may have said this offline before, but the basketball analogy. I'm a point guard. I'm never going to get jealous of you because you out-rebound me. (laughs) Or even you may score more points than me, but I'm really good at being a point guard. I understand my role. I understand what I've been put here to do, right? So you and I aren't competing with one another, and I'm not jealous of your productivity because I'm in my role fulfilling my purpose. I know what I do. I know what I bring into the situation. And I think too often... Even if it's not, or even if the woman may not be uber successful, I think we can easily be thrown off by her success because we haven't fully come into the knowledge of who we are. Right. And I think, I think that that would be kind of like my advice is it's easy to celebrate other people's success when you found your own mm. and you, you understand the fulfillment that comes from your success. When I don't have that, I do become shaky with someone who's secure in their future and their success. You know what I mean? And yeah. it can become a them against me sort of thing. And I don't appreciate what that person who was for me would bring to the table because I'm not on my purpose. And it's confidence. You know, that Ooh, too. Come on. I mean, really, it yes. is. Um. Yeah. And I know I continue to bring my marriage, but I can only give you examples of sure, that's fair. a personal thing. Like I said before, my husband brags probably more <laughs> about my role in my career than I do. Mm-hmm. I am very you, – you probably wouldn't even know I was an attorney unless you saw me out or you just specifically asked me. I know lawyers that – soon as they open their mouths, they're going to tell you they're a lawyer. <laughs> we like the title. We like yeah. what comes with the, you know, the reputation of being an attorney. We know we like what comes with the thoughts of the prestige. All of that comes with being a lawyer. Let's just be realistic about it. Whether you private practice in a firm, people look at us differently. We love it. Me... I've had people say, just the way you dress, I wouldn't even know you was an attorney. I said, well, I'm not in court. Mm. What are you expecting a lawyer to look like outside of it? I'm still going to do what I do. But my husband is the opposite. We can walk in a room. If he can announce to the world, my wife a lawyer, 
He would. Yeah. He brags. He wants to put me in the front to be seen because in his mind, it truly makes him look even better. He looks at me as, like I said, I'm an addition to what he already feel like he has going on. Um, I'm an asset to what he already has going on. And so even like the judge-elect thing, financially, yes, we are going to be good. If my husband was making 10 times less than me, it's the confidence in it. He does not care. He is proud in what I have going on. And so, again, it depends on the person. It truly do. Like you said, you have to be secure in your own success and, and sometimes just secure in yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what we, my husband and I, you know. And so I, I don't know if you can give advice to somebody and say you need to have confidence. It's just there. But... <laughs> Confidence it helps, could be it, it does, but it can be something that they could say to themselves if they're aware of it and say, well, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's me. So let me just work on yeah. being more confident. Maybe just work on me. Uh, and we said, I said this before, I said confidence comes from a place of competence. That's true. Like when I'm, when I found mm-hmm. something in life that I am the, I'm good at, mm-hmm. I'm good. Right. <laughs> right. Because I, that's my go-to. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, when I listen to your when I listen to your example, your experience, I hear a husband who's already doing what he wants to do. That's true. So I, I and, and that goes back right. to that goes back to kind of finding purpose and what you're doing is it, it's why would I be why would I be threatened or intimidated when I'm when I'm doing what I wanted to do? If I wanted to be an attorney, I would have done right. it. But I'm doing what I wanted to do. I probably wouldn't be happy being an attorney because I really wanted to be a barber. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I think the, the the key to it is life. I think it's a win win when you find when you when you are secure, you're 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 not thrown off by other people who found what they feel they've been called to do. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Shank. I got single homeboys. You got single girlfriends. <laughs> I tell my wife, this has to work. I don't want to go back out there ever. Right. What, what are, I know you have some, I know you have peers who are just as ambitious as you. They may not be as fortunate in their love life as you. What are they saying? I do have friends that are, <laughs> As I say, go getters, and I have a couple in mind. Black soon as just you. his seat. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming. He's come alive now. <laughs> you know, um, and it's funny you said that. And seriously, I had people to some friend, female friends, to come to mind um, that are single, that are man, they're doing great. They are beast out there in their career, but they are single. Um, and I've had those friends to sit and talk to me and say, you know, Shank. What am I not doing? You know, you've been married. How's this working? Honestly, I don't know if I have the advice to say, hey, you know, you should have been doing X, Y, Z. You would have had a man. I don't have that. I truly don't. But when I have those conversations with my friends, um, I do stop and say, well, maybe you're going to have to come away from the work schedule a little bit. You you're not out there because you're constantly working and it's that same routine. You're seeing the same people. So let's put some time to the side where you step away from the work hours. 
And just like the marriage, you got to get out there. You got to see things. You got to have some fun. And if you're not out there seeing things, having fun outside of this current constant hustle, you know, you are you going to be single? And so once they're out there and they meet someone, at that point, everything else just kind of naturally takes over. You're going to click with this person or you're not. They're going to know where her career is coming out the gate and it's either going to work or it's not. So I can't say, oh, I have the advice of, you know, for those particular friends that are work-driven and are single. But I've had those conversations, and normally I just suggest, hey, even with, like with a marriage, I have to stop and take that time outside of the work and do other things. You got to mm-hmm. have fun. Yeah. So what do you tell? Because I'm assuming you have friends. Yeah. I do. Adrian's giving us our own medicine. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, I'm just curious. I, 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 I like I, it. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I get that. I understand people are different, but I can listen and see fundamental things that people, I'm like, hey, be open. Like, with, with guys, it's a little different because guys are the hunters. They're the ones approaching. And with one of my friends, it's it's a matter of, I think he has, and we, we kind of talked about this. I'm going to flip it for the guys. I think he has a bit of a choosing or an evaluation issue with, with some of the women he's involved with. Now, women are very attractive. He's prioritizing the beauty proportion of it. But when I talk to him, it's headaches. <laughs> Constant headaches. It's always something. Now, he's with someone now, and I believe that's been going, you know, better than, than, than the others. But for, the, for these guys, it's, okay, how are you evaluating her? And it's, it's, it's the advice I give is not to tell you what to do, but the advice is mostly for you. It's not necessarily for that person. Right. What are you evaluating? Okay, is your judgment clouded? Because sometimes we can get intimate with a person and it's like being drunk taking a test. <laughs> you don't have all your mental capacity while you're trying to focus on what you should be focusing on, right? And so for a lot of my guys, you know, I kind of encourage them, hey, make sure you're evaluating this person as sober as you can because it's fun. I mean, again, you meet someone is new, it's exciting, it's, you know, and you should enjoy it. But I believe there's an alignment component of it that you need to determine, okay, we're attracted to each other. We get along. We, we can talk for hours. I enjoy this person's company. But the trajectory of our lives, are we heading in the same place, right? And if you aren't able, if that's what's causing the friction, then – unless one or both are ready to make some major adjustments to get on the same page, I'm not sure if she's the one, but you got to come to that conclusion on your own. So that, those are things I kind of talk to my guys about is just your evaluation of the person, like what, and, and the things that you want in life, does that match? Your so thoughts? let me make sure I understand. Is this the advice you give into Single friends, or is this single the advice friends. you're saying? Single friends who have this work ethic, career driven, and that's all they're doing twenty four seven. What advice are you giving those particular friends? Those guys, 
that this particular friend who's career driven, I've told I've told this person you just got to make some time. Right. You just got to make some time. Right. Um, unless if you don't have intentions of making time, you're going to have to find someone who is okay with that. Right. This person isn't okay with that. <laughs> right. And yeah. again, that's an alignment problem. Like if, if, and sometimes I think it's, it goes back to what you said, Gatry, you know what you want. You just didn't really state it or communicate it in a clear way. This is what I'm looking for. This is my expectation of, you know, I'm going to work 60, 70 hours. I may have to cancel a date here and there. That's going to be kind of normal. Are you okay with that? But I think what, what happens is we just go on through the relationship, just going through the motions and there's no communication. And, you know, you got to give people the choice and you got to lay all the cards on the table and give them the, the opportunity to make the decisions based on what you put on the table. Right. And I think with, with my, with my, with my homeboy, I was just was like, let her know where you at, where you are. Mm-hmm. Like, let her know where you are. If you don't feel, if you don't think you're going to concede or make time, she needs to know. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes it's hard to tell. Like you can, your friend can meet this woman and say, hey, I'm telling you ahead of time, you know, in so many words, I am always going to be on the go. Um, you know, are you going to be able to handle this particular work mm-hmm. um, ethic that I have? She can say yes. That's because she doesn't really know. Everybody's work ethic is different. Sure. And sometimes it takes being in the relationship or to start to date to truly determine if they can take that or not. So even if he's saying, I'm letting you know ahead of time, this is kind of how I am and this is what goes on in my life. And again, I'm, there are going to be times that dates are going to be missed. You're still not going to really know until again, you're actually in that relationship. She's not going to know if she can accept that. She may say, yes, I understand. But she may have been thinking something differently. Sure. And then once they get into that, then they determine if that's something that they can deal with. Because his work ethic may not be my work ethic. I may get that same speech, and it works because it may just be a few days missed. And she may have been expecting a few days missed versus getting in a relationship, and this particular person works a little bit different and harder than me, and it's never happening, or it's way more than... Sure. Expected. So that's the other thing. You know, you can give that speech in advance. Mm-hmm. But the common thread I'm I'm hearing from both of y'all is communication. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes. Uh, open, honest communication. Yes. But ahead of time, still, you can communicate that. And the other person may not know truly what your work ethic is and what that entails. Well, do you, do you believe in check-ins? What do you mean by check-ins? So when you mention you can you can talk about something on the front end, mm-hmm. but then you get into it and you realize it's different from what you thought. Talking, speaking anecdotally, when we date, even in our marriage, we'll check in. Like, hey, how are things going? How am I? How okay. how, how am I? How am I doing? How are you doing? Is this what you thought? You know, <laughs> right? You right. know what I mean? Like. <laughs> You know, like, 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 I could never right. ask my wife. Let's that call question. it. Let's call it. 
<laughs> Even though we all know what the answer is, but <laughs> is this what you thought? <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, hey, all right. And that's okay. <laughs> You're hilarious. But, <laughs> that's okay. But but my thing is, okay, what do we do with whatever the answer is? Right? I like that though. I like the the check-ins. Um it really it's that moment. And like you say, even in marriages, it's that moment that you do have to kind of stop and say, is this working the way we expected this to work? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then what do we do to change it? Right. Can we change it? Yeah. If the answer is no and you're not willing to make that change, then at some point this is not going to work, period. So either yeah. one or two things have to occur. We're going to work at it. You brought it to my attention. We see this is not working. How do we make this work? And if there's no difference or you, what you're discussing, you can tell I'm not going to change that, then nobody should waste their time any further. Yeah. Well, getting back to your question that you asked me about my friend is the million-dollar question that I have for, for him is what does compromise look like to you? Right, because everybody's different. Yeah, compromise what does compromise? Different. Because you're gonna have to give something. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's an it's an exchange. So oh, absolutely, even you know you can come to a relationship with your cards on the table, but you gotta. I I, I gave you the analogy before, Gatry, of you know your car, dependable, reliable, but you got to give that car something. You got to give it gas, depending on what kind of car you got every week. <laughs> maybe a week and a half, you know what I mean? You got to take it to get service in order for it to be for you, what you needed to be. It needs something in return. And so if you want this relationship to be for you, what you needed to be, you got to give her something. You got to give it something. So there has to be a compromise on your end to ensure that the relationship is serving you and being for you, what you want it to be. What does that look like? And it depends on the, the compromise. It may be something that she may say, well, I think you should be, you should compromise on X, Y, Z. But you may be saying to yourself, that's not something, I can compromise on some other things, but that's not it. That's not going to be one of them. And so you mm-hmm. back at square one. Yeah. You know, you back yeah. to the breakdown of the relationship or of the marriage because my husband may say, well, the compromise is you need to now become a stay at home mom. I'm sorry, that's not gonna happen. Happen, yeah. That's not gonna happen. Why not? Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, I almost got her to do Woo. it. I almost got her to I do it. I think it almost happened. <laughs> <laughs> the neck roll. <laughs> yeah, you almost jerked your neck back. I did. I did. Oh, sworn in with a neck brace. Yeah, I think it almost happened. It almost happened. I'm it sounds like, down. based off your analogy, I need to get a Carfax before I date to know what the. Uh, history of it is <laughs> and hey i'm that okay too. with that Look, i'm okay that with that too. do your homework that do too. your research so again it depends on the compromise again if my husband is telling me i need you to compromise as in work less hours that's that's something i, I can understand and i can do if he says compromise like i said you need to be a stay-at-home mom now that's not gonna work for us right so find out what you want to do what time you gave now because that's not going to work for us period so one of us need to move on one of us need to move out (laughs) flip a coin you can have it i don't care but you you know at that point i'm serious (laughs) we flip a coin (laughs) 
know, you can take whatever. I don't care. Right. You're not going to fight for your marriage, Shank. <laughs> Oh, no, I will fight for my kidding, marriage, but not kidding. that stay-at-home mom. Not, not that agreement. No, he can have that. Y'all got to go to counseling after that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. The counseling not going to work for the stay-at-home mom thing. Wow. Oh, I would not. I would not. That so would that, not be a that is your that is your deal breaker. Oh, absolutely. I, but, which is the blessing that's not my husband's situation. Sure. But, you know, that's when you look into the camera. That's not a situation. Well played. Let me make sure he watches this. <laughs> but I need to. I really should. But that would absolutely be my deal breaker. There's no counseling that can fix that. Right. I uh, that that, and you know what counseling can fix. Sure. Sure. That is not a counseling situation. So he could flip that coin. Adrian, we all have them though. Absolutely. We yeah. should. We should all have that one. Yeah, one thing that you that's can't. not going yeah. to non-negotiable. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. should be it should be reasonable too and expected. Right. So for example, my husband should already know that that's not going to be something I compromise I was, on. I was thinking that. Right, yeah. you know. You got you to gotta know your, your partner, know right. your spouse. Yeah. Like you already I, I knew that. I think it's wrong to do that. I just think it's so wrong. To do to which do, part? To, to, to not compromise. I'm just kidding. To, <laughs> oh, oh, my <laughs> goodness. Where are we going? <laughs> no, I, I, think it's, I think it's wrong to act like you've been okay with that mm-hmm. for this length of time just to throw that on someone. Like, I, I think that's that's something, again, that's something that you, you talk about as you go along. If, if you're feeling something, you know what I mean? You, that's just, a, that, like, that's a blind side at that point. It is. That's a blind side it at is. that point. So I, I, I think if something has changed, you owe it to yourself to make sure that you ain't tripping. And if you really do believe that, then you need to go to your, your spouse as soon as possible and say, hey, something, you know, I don't know what, you know, I'm feeling this way. I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but, you know, at least try to work that out. And it could be something that y'all can talk through and not necessarily that you got to adjust, but they need to, you know, if they can determine where that's coming from, you know, and maybe they can deal with that. It may not mean you an ultimatum or a crossroads for you two, hopefully. So. I understand that. And that makes a lot of sense. That's true. It yeah. could be, like you said, it's not the compromise itself. It's the reason that you want that to be the compromise. Right. Right. So let's get to the core of the issue and fix that. Right. And I can still work and not be a stay at home mom because and now maybe, we got down to the root of. And maybe counseling could help that particular I issue. Agree. I Adrian. Agree. All right. When he has that face and he's like, Adrian. 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 <laughs> you said, you said the W word work. Okay. You hit the Powerball tomorrow. You gonna be a stay at home mom? Are you still going out there and get? The- I am. I get bored easily. Adrian, I get bored easily. I see. I see. I've been thinking. My wife was like the only one in this category. So she, there are two of me you. I should go out and ha- y'all. Y'all need to. Call, y'all need but, to. But, like, but I, like. But I, but all I, jokes I feel aside, like you're just like meant to be best. Y'all both too busy. We, we uh we we, we play. We got it on a checklist. It's on a calendar. <laughs> and that would piss Gatry off. Well, well, I mean, I would deal with it better now. But Adrian, Adrian, you we make time for her, but you can just kidding. We were we were in Tennessee. We, I think I think the Powerball hit like nine hundred and ninety nine million or something like that. A billion, billion, something like that. Yeah, yeah. My wife put her two dollars in or whatever, and I was like, okay, I, I don't trip off that. I'm like, if you win this, what you doing? 
She's like, I'm gonna do this, 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 and I'm gonna go to work on Wednesday. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I promise you, we had that same conversation, but, my husband and I. But that's yeah. what purpose does for you, though. True. That's true. what purpose and what, does. And with her, right. and especially with you. Yeah. yeah. With both of y'all, I can see that too. Like, y'all y'all are really into what you're doing. It makes everything different. It's a passion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're, like you said, and my husband and I, like I said before, had that same conversation. I think everybody <laughs> that conversation. He's like, would you still be a judge? Come January, we hit the Powerball. And I said, absolutely. And he was like, you like, what? <laughs> Right. And I said, Shit, I ain't lining another Negro up. <laughs> <laughs> you done got but, your last but, cut. But but to, you, but to your, your point, Adrian, like, I, have, I, I think about I think about this, this whole podcast production stuff for me, you know, it's kind of turned to a side hustle of sorts. If I powerball it tomorrow, it's going to look different, but I'm still going to have that desire to produce. You know what I'm saying? That's to create. It. That's yeah. it. I'm going to have better equipment. I'm be in a better spot. But we That's still going to create, though. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I never That's put it. that together to just now. That is it. I, I told get it. my husband okay. I will still be a judge. The only difference is they're probably going to have to, you know, <laughs> say, Adrian Powell, you're going to have to work on Fridays. I'm like, <laughs> I'm rich. I don't want to have court on Fridays. So, you know, it will probably change a little bit. Right. Um, but you're not going to be a stay-at-home mom, even with the Powerball. No. Okay. No. Fair. I, I would be. No, it's just, I'll be so bored with life. Gotcha. It just, and I know you say, but you'll be rich. Mm, again, purpose. Uh, so, no. Stay-at-home mom, you don't think mo- motherhood would give you an, a, a different sense of purpose? Because it's not like you're staying home by yourself looking at the four walls. Well, Just curious. True. Just Just a question, me, Walker. Okay. Yeah, but and I, I totally understand. Okay. And so I would say for someone else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like so she'll, good at this. she'll be a Walmart greeter all day before she stay at home. <laughs> you know, right. So for someone else, I think that is excellent. I think that gives them purpose <sighs> to children. I am not knocking that at all. But for Adrian Moffitt Powell, I can't be a stay at home. Gotcha. It it just for me. I, I just I per I personally believe there's not enough money in the world for that for me, and so again, I probably would be a little bit different in my career and even as a judge. Like I said they may have to fuss at me because I'm not coming to work. <laughs> Because I'm saying, well, I'm on this yacht. It's Tuesday. I'm rich. What you got? You fire me? Okay. You know, it doesn't bother me. I'm a little bit more relaxed in my job. So I can see that occurring. But I'm going to need those days on the bench because I want to do that. I'm excited about that. I love that already. And not even there yet, but loving Mm. that. And so that's part of what I want to do, that's part of what makes my life worth it. Yeah. So I'm going to have to keep doing it. And like I said, I'm going to do the yachts, but I'll be back. I'll be back Tuesday. Get your divorce case heard on I, Tuesday. I think, that's, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But l- let me ask you this. I was thinking about the whole evaluation. And it's possible for two people to, to do everything right in terms of dating. You communicate. You revisit, you tweak, and you get to a point where we're not a fit. We're not really compatible, right? Oh, yeah. 
Is that a failure in your opinion? I wouldn't say failure. Um, you know, I am a divorce attorney. So this is something I see quite often. I see breakdowns of marriages. Mm -hmm. Um, and because I primarily do, do this, I see breakdown of marriages almost 24 seven. Like it's all the time. It's part of my job, you know, yeah. and that's just what I get on a daily basis. I wouldn't say it's a failure because I've had people to come into my office and say just that neither one of them blame each other. Most of the time that's an uncontested divorce type situation. They're coming to an agreement. They're going to sign papers and move on. Um, but I get people coming to my office and neither blame the other. They said, we just grew apart. We tried the counseling. We realized it wasn't either party that was at fault. We just start wanting different things. We start finding other likes and dislikes and we didn't have these particular things in common. I.e., we fell out of love. That's mm. what you hear. Mm. Yeah, we Gosh. fell out of love. And so that's not unusual. I don't call it a failure because most of the time they've done everything to make it work. And they just realize they're now just two different people, especially with long-term marriages that happen. Um, or it could be a short one, and they just learn each other better. And so when you have that, again, I don't see that they failed. I see that they have realized that something has changed. They've worked to correct the situation and realize it can't be correct, but not in a bad way. And so I actually commend the people that do that, that realize mm -hmm. that and then say, hey, we can be friends. Let's not waste each other's time. Let's do the divorce and just kind of move on. This was fun, but we realize, again, things have changed, especially when you get people that, like my husband and I, we married, um, we've been married, you know, like I said, almost 14 years, but we met in, in high school. That could have easily went to, to the left. It could have easily been different because we're now starting to find each other, grow up to be adults, and you may not have in common what you thought you did. And that's okay. So mm -hmm. it's not a failure. It's just a difference in who you are as a person. And the reason why I ask that is because I think sometimes people look at it that way. When they a relationship, whether, whether marriage or dating, especially dating, mm -hmm. um, we look at it as just like life's over almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, 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 put, we put so much so much rests upon the fate of a relationship. And I think, and I shared with you, it was like, there's a lot of people who don't fit you. You're, you're, you're unique. Right. And so your goal is just to find fit. And I think, especially if you've done your due diligence, you put the work in the effort in hopefully, you know, and I think that's beautiful when you say that there's some marriages that people come together and it's resolved fairly simple because to me that shows me two individuals who have come to a place that even though the relationship is ended, they've grown. Right. And so you're not able to be, you don't, you don't have to resort to pettiness and, and bitterness and all that, 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 that shows me someone who's stuck in time. Right. And so, yeah, I, I think, I think, I don't look at it as a fair, especially if if you have been mature about it, you've grown through it, you've 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 worked on you, you've worked on it, mm -hmm. and you two have come to an agreement. I think, I don't know. I think that's I think that's a, a I would love to see more of that. What do you think, Matt? I I agree. Yeah, 
It's just that, that kind of like the silos you were talking about, that analogy, like it's merging and sharing that information. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You got any more questions? No. Do you have anything for us, Adrian? Uh, no, I was just going to speak on the the uncontested divorce thing because that's what it's called. It's called an uncontested gotcha. divorce gotcha. when the parties are able to reach an agreement. Um, you know, all divorce attorneys, that's how we make our living. Absolutely. And I may have said this the last time I was here on the podcast. Um, you know, I don't have people come in my office and just instantly say, oh, what we need to do. Let's, let's, I want the house. I want the car. And, and add to the issue of the divorce. I don't necessarily do that. I am one of those divorce attorneys that say, well, have you talked to him or have you talked to her? And can we do an uncontested divorce? Before we just come out and seek the lawyer, go back and see if there's something that you all can reach an agreement on. See if you can be cordial about the situation. Sometimes that works. And then they come back and the husband comes back and we're in a room together and we're signing the papers and everybody moves on. I personally would love to see more of it. I, I, I would love to see more of, like you said, people doing uncontested divorces. You don't want, if you can help it, a judge to make those decisions. That's the first thing. Mm, that's real. I mean, seriously. That's and, you know, certain judges give those speeches. I hear them from the judges here in Jefferson County. Um, when we do mediations, we have mediation dockets. So they'll bring those spouses in who have children. Um, and they watch videos and they give speeches and kind of say, if we can have you guys reach an agreement on this, it's very similar to having like an uncontested divorce. If we can have you guys reach an agreement on this, we would love to see that. And they encourage that. And when I get on the bench, I would do the same because I'm like that in my practice. Because what they say, you don't necessarily want to have. And now we're bringing the kids into it. I know that's we haven't really discussed the children, but. You don't want to have someone who does not personally know you and your situation, either one of you all, don't know your children, don't know truly what's going on in your household, and all you have is lawyers to speak on your behalf, and within a day or two, have to outline everything that has occurred in what may have been a 10-year marriage or something. And then we make a decision about your life, your children. Again, that's why I do encourage the uncontested divorces. That's why I do encourage the settlements. Again, it's not failure at all. It's big boy stuff. It's making big boy decisions. If you don't have to come in front of a judge for that, then don't. Because we hear just a little bit and we stamped and changed everybody's life. That and that should be enough to make you just come back to the table and be like, "Hey, you sure you want to do this?" Yeah. I, it should. Yeah, it should, and I think it does sometimes. But you know, there are people Adrian, that don't. The thought of that just made a piece of my soul erode. Hey, goodness gracious! Voice core is Every real. Day, Adrian, can we can we rewind back? And I know the answer to this, but like, this is what you deal with on the daily. I do, I do. And you run to it. I do. <laughs> Adrian, I do. It's, with her flat sneakers on, she got <laughs> I wow. do. Um, but for me, it's not the to see the suffering of what goes into divorces. It's for me. I run to it and love it because I like the law. You know, I don't do it because I want to see children being in different homes, and I hate to see, um, you know, people fight to that extent. I do it because I like the area of the law. 
seriously. I like to read it. I like to apply. I, I, I just like to bring evidence and, and spell it out in front of a judge versus other areas. It just doesn't interest me as much. So that's why I do run to it. And don't get me wrong, is it's a lot of uh, trials and litigating that goes on in divorce court. I like trials. I like it's not necessarily what you see on TV. It has more flavor. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, we out there. We're not playing with them on the stand. Right. It's not a Perry Mason situation. Oh, no. I've, um, I've, I've seen them eyelids flutter. I know, oh, what, you, yeah. I know what you like. <laughs> I know what you like. I, I got a feeling. So, yeah, I like all of that. And you get you you don't get as much of it in, like, civil court. And you may get a little bit of it in criminal. But in divorce, we try so many cases. And so I like being in that area that I'm constantly having to put a witness on the stand and see if I can pull out what I want to pull out, see if I can get you right where I want you. I got a question. Black has his hand raised. Black has his hand like raised. Like we're in a classroom. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, I, mean, you're, I was curious about the, uh, you said non-contested divorce. Uncontested. Uncontested. Mm-hmm. Do those typically happen when both parties go to the same lawyer? Yes. Uh, okay. It's like if you go, if he gets a lawyer and she gets a lawyer, then it's probably not going to be. It can still be filed as an uncontested divorce. Okay. Just I, I was just wondering when the lawyers get, two lawyers get involved, does it like make it more contentious or? Um, it can. It truly can, but it could still be an uncontested divorce, even if two lawyers are involved. It just means that one lawyer filed. But normally when you have an uncontested divorce, you only have one attorney. Um, I will say 100%, lawyers can make situations worse. I've seen it. Um, because we go in ready to battle. They're trying to win. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, we do. We win. go in ready to battle. For sure. Um, and so, yes, we, we do tend to... Make it worse. But sometimes if you have an um, uncontested situation or if you believe that the parties are going to reach an agreement, the lawyers don't necessarily come out with their fangs out all and claws out already because we're saying, oh, okay, it, this may be something that can be settled. And then we will try. But, um, yeah, divorce attorneys, we are a different breed. We, we absolutely can make a situation worse. <laughs> I can't even pretend that we won't or don't. We do. I just know when you were talking, it seemed like it made more sense. Like you would get the result of a uncontested divorce if you're dealing with one lawyer than it would be if you're dealing with two lawyers. Yeah, and most of the time they do. The reason people sometimes bring in their own lawyer because they tend to not trust that one lawyer who's going to handle the uncontested divorce depending on which spouse has found them. And so what I have to happen at times, if the husband has come in, and hired me and said, hey, this is going to be an uncontested divorce. Sometimes the wife may say, well, I, I know I can trust what you put in this paperwork, that this does not hurt me or I'm signing something that I probably shouldn't sign. So then what they'll do is they'll seek out another attorney. And I, you know, like I said, I've had that happen. They'll seek out another attorney, provide them with the paperwork, and make sure their interest is taken care okay. of. Okay. And so that's when you had two lawyers on the uncontested. But we okay. still can reach an agreement, file it, and move on. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Just kind of wrap things up. Adrian, okay. what I'm understanding is if I'm a man dealing with a highly successful woman, I got to be understanding. Yes. Number one, <laughs> I got to, I got to communicate. I got to communicate and, and I got to be unapologetic when I communicate, be respectful, but unapologetic. And I, I the biggest takeaway I've got is you got to really be intentional about really knowing what drives that woman. Yeah. 
And then once once you get to that, you got to be willing to accept what all comes with that. Right. Right. Uh, yep. I think that's it. Okay. I, I think you summed it all up. And, and like I said, the women, we understand, too, a little bit that we have to. A little bit. I'm not going to even look in his direction. <laughs> he see, tried. He really, he, he really tried. You see, I don't even yeah, turn that's right. Because right. he, he wants this head and he wants these lashes. <laughs> I'm not going to give him this neck roll. I'm not going to give him these lashes. Come um, on. <laughs> give the people what they want, Shane. <laughs> no, that's what you want. <laughs> I'm the people. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so, yes, you know, it's a little bit. We have a role to play, too. I could have um, definitely benefited from this conversation 13 years ago. Look, it turned out perfect. Yeah, it did. Hey, it worked itself out. It did. We still together. <laughs> Shane, thanks so much for coming. Yes. Thank you all for having me Let again. the people know how they can get in touch with, with Judge Elect. Oh, well, you know, this is going to be short term because at some point, like I said, I'll be closing my practice down. I'm blessed to be on the bench come January. But if you have something as small as an uncontested divorce and you just want to reach out to me, I would love that. My number is 205. 332-3710. You can email me, amoffitpowell at gmail.com. That's A-M-O-F-F-E-T-T-P-O-W-E-L-L at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know what to do. Hit us up <laughs> on social media, The Tipping Point, T-H-A, Tipping Point. That is on Instagram and Twitter, one word. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are The T-H-A, Tipping Point, not T-H-E. Definitely subscribe, hit like on the video, help us out, guys. We really appreciate it. And as always, I'm Caesar Walker. That guy over there is Ronnie Gatry, and we are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>